Come on, Tottenham, stick it in the goal. Come on, Tottenham, the pace are bloody slow. You are the first team, the last team my dreams have ever seen. Put on that lily white and run on to that green. White Hart Lane has seen its pain, it's had its low tonight We fought our team through thick and thin and all those boring nights And when the game is done we'll sing a song and talk it out all night Hey, Come on Tottenham, stick it in the goal Come on Tottenham, don't be so bloody slow You are the first Hi, it's episode 15, season 4 of the Tottenham Hotspur Family Podcast My name's Jav, joining me this week, my co-host Bex Hello and back again, Zoe Pearson from Watford. Hi there, hiya. Right, um, let's go straight in. We've got a question from, from, from a listener which pretty much sums up um, the state of play at, at the moment. Um, Ken, Kent Goodrich asks, at what point does a dip in form become a crisis? In April. Yeah. Because for now, it is just a dip in form. It's uh, really... it's. We haven't completely imploded. We're not playing well, but there's a whole load of external factors to that. It is the Wembley thing, because whatever anybody says, it's not a hoodoo, but we're still not playing at home. It's a different stadium. The acoustics are different. They're not, it's not the same as it was at the lane. So, yeah, it's just, it's not perfect. We're still top of our Champions League group. Is the world going to end? Probably not. I, I agree with what you're saying there, Becca. I, I, you know, I think... There's that automatic knee-jerk reaction after a couple of disappointing results, which they have been, you know, the the Leicester and Watford and and the games subsequently before that. They have been disappointing results because you look at the Tottenham of last season who were just completely steamrolling every team in front of them and you're sort of thinking, well, where's where's that Tottenham gone? And and I think it's right, like you say, you know, the, the Wembley... Although we weren't, we weren't at Wembley for the last couple of games against Watford and against Leicester, I do think that there's always that. It, yeah, I still think it's playing a mental part. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Somewhere it's along the line. It's dressing room. Yeah, it's, an, it's a cumulative thing. Mm. Were there signs of um, a recovery, if we can call it that? I mean, okay, it's not, it's not a crisis, you're right, um, but it is nonetheless, it's, what is it, five games without... Um, no, sorry, four, four games... Um, Five games and we've got five points out of a possible 15. So that win against Palace... Um, Seems a very long time ago. Which was, yeah, which, 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 which was on the back of the back of the amazing amazing win against Madrid. That, that's how we started off. Started from, yeah, let, let's rewind. So November, 1st of November, Real Madrid victory. Then we beat Palace, international break. And then after that, apart from Dortmund away, um, we've had four matches in the league, defeat against Woolwich... Um, Draw, defeat, draw. Um, a few weeks ago, I would have said, well, you know, Woolwich, it's a difficult game. It's always going to be um, against any of those top six teams. They can go e- either way. Mm. West Brom, you sort of think, well, OK, it's another one of those days that Wembley w- will start to turn the corner. But but the last two results away from home, Leicester was very disappointing and yesterday, the only thing I say about yesterday is we did show at certain points during the game. We did show some fight, particularly going going down to ten men and a bit of character, which I think has been. I don't know if it's character or fight that's been missing. It's just it's almost like we're playing within ourselves. Like 
we've got we know we all know we've got that extra gear or several gears that, that we can go into but we're not quite doing that and yesterday we upped it a little bit um yeah it wasn't it wasn't a great performance by any stretch of the imagination but um when we had to respond and we had to fight back we, we did but it's i don't know it's just something's not right there is definitely something that isn't right be it potch isn't motivating the players be it the players are not feeling that the team is working something is clearly not right and potch has to fix that however it's not going to be fixed overnight it's not going to be fixed in a nanosecond but there is something not quite right. He hasn't got the balance that we had last year that carried us through quite a lot of games, I think, purely on that spirit and the team spirit. And I think that's what we're missing. For whatever the reason, I don't know. I don't know the ins and outs of the dressing room. I just think there's something not quite right there. I don't, I don't think any of us will be, be privy to, to what goes on behind the scenes. I think only he and the players will really know the truth. But I think we just haven't looked right since since the Arsenal game in my opinion. I think that was sort of the catalyst for this almost downturn in form. You know, if, we, if we'd won that game, you know, we may have gone into the West Brom game with a, a different mentality, but I just think they do say that Derby games, they do change your season. And for us, you know, we were on the crest of a wave after Real Madrid and then to get to the Arsenal defeat and the performance as well for that game, if I could just bring it back to that. Yeah. The actual performance at Arsenal wasn't good. It was really it wasn't like us at all, and so I think that has been the the catalyst for this sudden downturn in form. And it's it's not that you can't see where the next win is coming from. It's just that the games aren't getting any easier. They're not getting any let up. We've got the the European games in between that that will hopefully allow for some of the players to be rested. But then. They've not performed when they have played anyway, so to give them a rest, I, I can't see. I can't see what the benefit <laughs> with that would be. To be honest, until they probably need the minutes on the pitch to try and reclaim some of the form back. Absolutely. Think, you'd think against Apple, we'd have to put a, a a second string team out, but to be honest, I, I could see Pochettino just giving them a boot up the bum and saying, Do "You know what? You're going to play this game, and you're going to win it, and you're going to win it well." To try and bring some form back to to the players, I can honestly see that happening now. I think. Um... He'll almost certainly rotate the fullbacks because he d- he does that any anyway, regardless of how we're playing. Um, but I, th- I think you're right, Zoe. I think for the most part, a lot of the players that played yesterday um, need to play again, and they need to against Applewell just to, just to as you say for them to have that kick up the backside, for them to get a win, for them to get a bit of confidence. Yeah. Um, I, I I've still talked about on the last pod. pod I've I've still hoped that. Kane doesn't start. I think he could do with the rest, and I think we need, we need Lorente to be given that chance. And I think for for other reasons, Foyth. We'll talk about Sanchez in a minute and his um, mm. dismissal. I think Foyth needs some ga- game time if he's going to come in for Sanchez. Um, if he's suspended for what for three games, then a bit of game time would would be in order. But aside from that, um, I think he's, he's got to play. The likes of you know Winks, Dembele, Ali, Ericsson, all of, all of those, even Ericsson who who, who looks jaded, um, they've got to, they've got an opportunity to perform. In some ways, there's no pressure on them, which is good, because it it there isn't that. Um, you know, we've already qualified as group winners. And the other thing to, to add is, we've got a clear run in now from now to February for the next two months. 
um, of, just, of just domestic game games, mainly Premier League, and then obviously third round of the FA Cup, um, possibly fourth round if we, if we get navigate past the, whoever we play in the third round um, in, in January until until the Champions League returns in in February. So there's every you know we we, we can't use other competitions now as an excuse we, we've got a perfect opportunity to knuckle down and, and get some results um, we don't really want to talk too, too much about e- either of those <laughs> two, two games um, Leicester is it fair to say the one shining light was Lamella coming off the was bench Lamella he just made such a difference so for Greg and Aaron because I am part of the Lamella loving gang um, he, I just thought not the it was almost like he was the talisman all of a sudden. So that he came on and then everybody went, oh, oh, look, it's the man. We're going to start playing. And I thought that that last 15 odd minutes really made a difference with him on the pitch. Not so much for yesterday for Watford, but definitely for Leicester. Did make a difference. He's just the best breath, breath of fresh air. He's different to what we've got. You know, we've had to feel the same pretty much the same 11 you know in in the league you give or take a couple of injuries you know but the, the but certainly the the forward players your Ericsson's your Allies it's been it's been the same they 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 can pretty much go into a match day and know that they're going to be they're going to be the ones that are starting regardless of whatever sort of form they're in it's going to be Ericsson Ali Kane that's the, that's the front that's the front three that's how it's been for the last few seasons really and I just think to see Lamella come back in, it was almost just like, okay, now we, we, we've got this different this different person on the pitch who can maybe try something different to what Ericsson and Ali were doing. Because what Ericsson and Ali were doing just clearly wasn't wasn't working. And so you're also all, you're almost putting all your hopes on this one guy. And it's, it's, it's a huge amount of pressure for him coming back from injury and, you know, getting back into the team and thinking, oh my goodness, you know, they really need me to deliver now because... The, the the onus does fall to him, you know, mm. when he comes back and and he has to provide that that little spark coming off the bench, which he did, which he did in the last game. You know, he he got the the assist for for Harry, but then Ericsson got the assist yesterday. So if that if that counts for anything, then can you say that you know Ericsson? It's he still made the difference in the Watford game because he provided the assist to Sonny. Yes. So I think maybe it's the um, it's the almost like having a new player effectively because Lamella's yeah. been out what thirteen months. Yeah. So that's a bloody long time in football. So it is almost like having a new player, but one that knows how the team plays, so they settle already yeah. from that point of view. And and I think also it's that for Delhi and Ericsson is it might not be you. Mm. There is a little bit of pressure. There is somebody else that can do similar but different things to you. So yeah. So it might provide that kick up the arse that they are so desperately in need of because it's not just going to be them. They need to put a bit more effort in to make sure that they're in the team. I think it was great for Son that he started. Sorry, because jumping there. I think because oh, I was one of the, the people that was sort of vouching for Son to, to start. I was surprised he didn't play against... Or he was, on the, was he on the bench for Leicester? I can't remember. He was on the bench for Leicester, I think. And then people called him in for, for the Watford game. And I was just pleased to see him start because he—he's another one that can give us something different going forward. You know, he, he's, his finishing is obviously his strength, and obviously the, the goal he scored proves that. But I was, you know, I think he's unlucky a lot of the time 
to miss out on a starting place because sometimes you see him he, he plays he plays well he gets a goal and then in the next game he's on the bench and you, it's sort of you feel a bit sorry for him really that mm. it doesn't it's not really justified that he performs the way he does he gets the goal but then inevitably nine times out of ten the next game he'll end up missing out on the starting 11 I think he would justify the place against Watford and I think he did well to to score and the goal he scored it was you know it's it was a beautiful fairly, it was it yeah. was it was a really nice goal but you know I just and his attitude as well if I could just mention his attitude his, you know, he never. It doesn't seem like he moans or you know whines on off, on or off the pitch. That he doesn't play. He just comes in, does a job, and then, I mean, I hope Potch sticks with him in the next few games. I, I think he, I think he deserves. I think he deserves a run, son. I really do. There was a stat which I can't bring up um, <laughs> uh, about Son. I saw, I saw it yesterday on, on Twitter, I think, and um, I can't remember where that. Recently, um, all the games that he has started, he's got a really good record. So, off the top of my head, Palace, he started, he scored. Yesterday, he started, he scored. Um, Dortmund, earlier in the season, for example. Um, and now my brain's going dead. But but he's certainly got... You know, he's certainly taken those opportunities when when he's been given them. and When he, when he, when he started. Um, on, on Lamella, I agree with you both. I mean, yeah... There's an element of new player, freshness, um, competition that he provides. He's also a different sort of player to um, the likes of Ericsson and, and Ali, both in terms of his tenacity and, and the, the high press that he style that he likes to play, but also the fact that he's left-footed. That's slightly different. Coming in, cutting in from the right on his left foot, that gives defenders something to think about. So, uh, yeah, and, and also if you look at his goal I'm sorry look at um, the goal that he created on Tuesday um, it's very much one touch quick football um, which which we've, which we've been lacking at, at the moment but the, uh, my only concern and we've got Spurs fans in particular have got tendency to do this over the years we go for a period where we're not playing well and there's somebody out injured and then we latch on to that and we say we need so and so back he's going to make the difference I remember a few years ago Going way back when AVB was um, manager, I think it was the beginning of his last season, and Danny Rose was injured, and we didn't have a natural left back or left wing back. We had to play Kyle Norton out of position, who could play there, but was right footed, and there was you know a big clamour to get. Rose back because he offered that balance. As soon as he came back into the team, and I think by this point Sherwood had t- taken charge, Rose was just, it was one of those scenarios where he just came back from an in- injury. We, we played, I think it was Arsenal in the Cup, and we, and we lost 2-0, and he made a mistake, and, and that, that was a point at which fans were get, get, getting, getting on his back just before Pochettino took over. Um, there's been other instances, instances of it as well. And don't get me wrong, Lamella is a really good player, and... Um, Yesterday at Watford, the fans were calling, singing his name, and, and, and calling for him to um, to come on. But sometimes it, we can't pin all our hopes on one player. But yeah, he does offer that something different. Um, on Watford, for my sins, um, I was I went there yesterday for the first time into to Vicarage Road, and 
Um, I pretty much had resigned myself to the fact that I wouldn't get a ticket. And then later on Thursday night, um, somebody sold was selling a uh, uh, ticket for the Watford game at face value. Um, they couldn't go for whatever reason, and for, you know, they needed the ticket to be picked up from where they lived. I think they, they lived somewhere. Somewhere I've never heard of. Um, somewhere off, 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 yeah, some some godforsaken place up north, um, somewhere near Wellingborough. So um, Friday morning, I was fortunate because I was off work on Friday. So and I also was fortunate because I stepped in on Facebook and saw his post and pretty much responded to it there and then. So very very lucky to do that. Very lucky that I was off work the next day. Otherwise, I wouldn't have been able to do this. And what do they say about fortune favours the brave and all that bollocks so I drove up on um, Friday 70 odd miles all the way up the M1 um, probably broke the speed limit a few times along the way um, picked up this ticket drove all the way back really excited went to Victory Road and then Road. went to the game what and then I went to the game yeah and what a disappointment um, nice nice little ground um, but yeah um, mm. <laughs> now you yeah. see Zoe he's dissing your locals you need to I- you know as a Watford citizen, I should probably start piping up and, you know. <laughs> it was a nice place. It was a, oh my God. Oh God. It's, a lo- it's a lovely town. <laughs> I have to say that I'm from here. Um, <laughs> I um, think the, the result, I think that would, put, that would put anyone in a in a bit of a sour mood, to be honest. I think after, especially with the Sanchez situation, which I know you'll probably come on to later, but I think that in itself would be enough to, to sour anyone's mood about a about a particular place, but it's uh, it was it's been a tough couple of games. I'll, I'll give it that. It's been it's been a really tough period, but it's not a period that I think that we're not going to come through. I think we you know it, it, it's just it's written in the stars, and it's isn't it to go to a game like Manchester City and, and get a result there, and then suddenly that the fortunes change and we're back to the Tottenham of last season getting you know trouncing teams over I mean look I, I'm trying to I'm trying to put a positive spin on it I, I don't necessarily believe that that's the case but it just would it just it's just something that you could just see happening can't you really we struggle against the teams like that we go away to City and manage to get a result and then everything turns back around again we go into the Champions League full of confidence that am I? Am I? Am I? Am I starting to sound like a, a happy clapper? <laughs> well, I, I think we we can certainly go to City and get a result, but that would be so Spursy to to, it really to, to do that. Oh, I hate that word so much. Yeah. I hate it, but you can't help but think it, can you? Really, it's it's getting to the point where you're sort of thinking, can we? You know, is it really? Is it really leading us to that point that we go to a, ga- a game where everyone's writing us off and we suddenly? Right. It would be lovely to be the team that stops City in their tracks. I mean, I would love that. I would love that. Um, a comment from Rob Craxford. Not Christmas cards going to the ref, but much better attitude all round. Please send Sanchez to use rather than a player's <laughs> face. Um, yeah, the, 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 the... Going down to ten men, I thought, and dealing with that... Um, uh, that I thought, I thought, like I said, I thought, I thought we show a lot of character, and it, it's not—it's never easy to, to go down to ten men. And to that end, I think there were some signs both yesterday and um, obviously Lamella's 
cameo appearance in both matches that, that we might possibly be starting to turn the corner. But that said, I think like the corner, we're a bit sloppy on the corner. We could have done better. That was what within the first fifteen minutes of the game, I think. But afterwards, I thought we we did okay. It wasn't. It was a lot better yesterday than it was middle of the week. Yeah, and I think the fact that we went down to ten men and we still we didn't fall apart. We managed to continue to play the way we wanted to. And yeah, sure, we were under a little bit more pressure, but I don't. I think that was a really good indication that we can do it. Mm. So, whilst I said earlier, you know, the team spirit isn't quite there, and it isn't. It's not totally vanished. There is still something there that is making that bunch of players play the way that they will, and they were still fighting yesterday, um, and that was certainly better than Wednesday. Hundred percent. I think the problem with Sanchez is sending off is that it's in a position where we're already very thin you know we've lost Toby for a while it seems and you know to have Sanchez missing for it was a straight red wasn't it so it's it's three three games three game bam so we're already stretching that position as it is and to have him missing it's and it and he's he's settled into the side Sanchez I think brilliantly you know for for a guy who's coming from you know, a different league to have come in and, and to cement this place in the team pretty much straight away. I think it's going to be a, it's going to be a big miss for us. I'm just trying to think of the options we we could we could have. I mean, you say that you know perhaps bringing Foyth in, but I can maybe see us going maybe four at the back and having Dyer alongside uh, Vertonghen yeah. as like a as like a makeshift back two. You know, centre back pairing for for, for the moment. Um, I think you're right. I think you'll probably do that. I, it just depends on what options are available in midfield. Mm. Um, if we get Banyama back, if Dembele continues to... Yesterday he played nearly 90 minutes. Um, if we've got the midfield options and we don't have to p- play um, Dyer in the centre of the park, then yeah, I'm sure it'll, it'll drop drop at the back, drop to the back. Because also, if, if he brings in Foyth... Um, if he bings in fourth and we go with a back three, we'll have to play Dyer there anywhere. Anyway, mm. um, yeah, I think it's, it's probably looking looking towards looking towards Dyer. Fair enough. If that's how he needs to play it, then that's how he needs to play it. Mm. And I think, given the injuries, none of the players can squabble and say, "But I don't want to." It's a question of get stuck in, lads, and um, do the best you can. I, do, I think this, I think this pressure puts a huge amount of pressure on on Wanyama's return as well. I think more than it probably needed to with the situation with the centre backs because obviously you've got Dyer dropping back into into centre half and Dembele and um, you I mean you'd, you'd assume it be Dembele Winks or or Sissoko maybe dropping back into that sort of centre midfield role. But I just think again it's about players coming back like your, your Lamellas, like your Wanyamas, and like your Tobies, and it. it there's always going to be a huge amount of pressure because we want them to get back fit and to be performing at the level that they were before they were injured. Mm. But I just think it's this turn in form almost puts a, a more of a pressure on all three of those players because we need them to to come back and and be and be the players that they were before they were before they were injured. We we need that to happen in order to start turning the results around. What's Wanyama's date of return? Estimated return. Still to be confirmed. I haven't heard. Mm. That's not good. 
when when the armor i mean that that's another one again there's going to be like you say pressure on him and an expectation but we've also got to remember before he um he 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 was carrying a knock during pre-season and he played against chelsea and he was poor that day that's not because of any fault of his own he just wasn't fully fit and lo and behold he hasn't played since then um so it's going to, yeah, it'll take a while for him to get back. It's going to take a while for Lamella to, to 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 be fully fully fit. He's, he's looked perfectly fine in, in the games that he has played, but has he exerted himself for 90 minutes? No. And when he does, he's going to feel it. As, as like, for example, Rose pro- probably has um, in, in the games that he's played. Um, Another question from Kent Goodrich. Um, he says, I was a bit surprised to hear people saying Sanchez's red card was harsh. It looked nailed on to me. Your thoughts? Absolutely dead on. There was no way the ref could have given anything else. It didn't look like there was any malice behind it. But nonetheless, his arm went up across the player's throat. So goodbye, so long. Thanks for all the fish. There's no way that was anything other than a red. Yeah, his arm was in an unnatural position. You, you know that you can't argue that it was a fifty-fifty challenge. The arm came up, it struck the player on the face, and as as annoying as it is, it, it it was probably the right decision. And you know, it just it just again, it means that we've now got to reshuffle the pack in order to try and cater for his absence now, mm. which is annoying. Yeah, um, it was the right decision. It was about one of the only right decisions the referee made <laughs> on, 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 on the day. Um, he was gash. He was pretty poor. And, you know, I've, I've been at a lot of games where you get poor referees and you get occasions where um, fans will will give them some criticism. But yesterday it was pretty... I mean, he was getting the refs to wanker... Um, references to, to playing against 12 men he was poor but the, the decision he made you can't argue with it Sanchez raised his arm and, and you can't you can't do that um, yeah there was a decision before that I think it was a tackle on Kane which um, went unpunished and that was, that was pretty poor there was quite a few occasions where their players should have got yellow cards and, and didn't but um that sometimes happens. I don't. I don't happens. I don't think that that's an excuse for the performance or, or for, for the fact that we didn't get a result. Um, but yeah, with respect, Sanchez, you can't you can't argue with that. Uh, depressing, isn't it? Um, There's always next week. There is. So let's let's briefly look at Applewell. Um, we sort of slightly talked about it earlier and Stoke um, predictions, previews. How do you see that, Bex? So Applewell might be a good game for Foyth because it's it's not a dead rubber it, we, well yeah kind of it is but we he will need time if we're going to bring Foyth in at any stage be it as a sub and play as a back three or whatever Foyth does need game time so this might be an ideal game for him to play at that level to play with the team get his feet dirty a little bit just to see how he feels before Poch makes a decision on the Stoke game hmm. but really Anybody think that we're, that we're going to lose to Applewell? I mean, I, I, I can't, I can't see us losing that game. But then, 
<laughs> but I couldn't see us losing you to could, Leicester you either. Could, you couldn't see us losing the Leicester one because you thought they'd bounce back. <laughs> I, I even said in the, in the last pod I was on with, with Jeff, I even said, you know, they want to right the wrongs of, which they obviously do of the, of the last couple of results. But, you know, I think the Applewell, Applewell game is, is, is a hard one to call because we don't really know the, the lineup that we're going to put out on the pitch. We really, we really don't have a clue about it, really. Um, I'd like to see say that we can win it, but at the moment it's. I, I'm going to be positive and and say we we we'd win the Applewell game. The Stoke one, however, I think is a completely different kettle of fish. Again, it's another physical side that we're coming up against. You know, we 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 found against West Brom the physicality of their players. West uh, what uh, Watford yes. Uh, the physicality of Watford we we struggled against and I think the same could be said against Stoke and you almost you almost want to say we'll we'll draw the game just to if we do win it it's that oh well okay well we you know I thought we'd, we'd draw it but you know you know hooray we've, we finally got the the win in the league that we needed but I think we'll win say 3-1 against Applewell and 2-1 maybe Against Stoke, I hope I'm hopeful, but you know, it could we could draw, we could, we could lose it. That's that's the result, the way the results are going for us just at the minute. It's hard one to call. I think um, Applewell. I don't know. I don't actually. I really don't. This is an awful thing to say. I really don't care about the Applewell game. One, oh. one of, if I could. If it was a question of could you sacrifice one for the other, then I'd, I'd happily, yeah. It, oh, yeah. It, 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 does, it doesn't matter. I, I think we'll, we'll win 3 0, maybe. Um, Stoke. Last three matches against Stoke, we've won 4 0. So. That would be lovely. Why not? Same again, please. Why not? Yeah, same again, 4 um, 0. Did didn't we beat Leicester 6 0 the last time we played them? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But but this is this is the last three matches. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, mm. Right, let's move on. <laughs> um, we, we we made uh, yeah. Both you and I though last week we we pred- I think we predicted we, we'd we'd beat Watford and Leicester. Yeah. Um, let's let's not make predictions. Let's just let no. the f- football do the no, talking. No, I think I don't think anybody I don't think anybody's in a position to make to make predictions at the moment. It's just it's just how it is. Okay, we've got a lot of questions to get through. Um, let's start with a question I had earlier this week from Kent Goodrich. Are we missing Toby? Are we are we badly missing Toby? Um, answer, it was rhetorical, we are badly missing Toby. So there's a stat that I pulled up which says that um, for, well, since last season... Um, and then through to this, um, when he's been in the starting eleven, we've won something like seventy odd percent of the games, and when he's not, we've only won about forty percent. I think the stats say it all, really. Um, but we don't need stats. We we know that he's a great player. We know that he's a solid rock at the back. Um, and we yeah. know that he's just. This is a finance thing, if the press is to be believed, that he thinks fifty thousand pounds a week for kicking a ball around a pitch is um, not enough money for him. So I've heard that he won't be back until April, potentially. 
And I wonder how much of that is actually to do with his injury and how much of that is I'm going to see how far I can push this because I want some more money. I think we I think we have to be careful about the quotes that come out in the press about Toby's injury because you know a lot of it is for the for you know for the Tottenham agenda in in the press is that let's try and make this sound as bad as it can be so that you know we almost have a a fan panic about a situation. I, I agree with you in in the sense that you know he's he, he's perfectly entitled to 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 when negotiating his contract to to want more money but that doesn't necessarily mean that's going to happen and i think in terms of missing him i think he is the sort of player that turns our defense from a world-class defense as as in the the alderweireld sanchez Vertonghen. that that back three goes from a world-class back three you know some of the the best back threes in in, in world football as soon as you lose one of the cogs to that machine that machine isn't going to work properly you know Pochettino identified that as soon as he came in to the club that our defence we needed that stability at the back and that was what was going to send us you know on that trajectory upwards you know because you were solid at the back you don't concede the goals that we were we were conceding for the season before Poch came in he brought in Alda and subsequently now Sanchez and he's made us defensively solid. And I think we're going to miss Toby just by the very nature of the fact that as soon as you take one of those people out of that back three, it, it doesn't look as strong and it, and it isn't as strong. It can't be because of how good he is as, a, as an individual player. Yeah, um, Mary Grace, um, again, just bearing in mind, I'm, I'm a big fan of Toby. Um <laughs> Uh, just prior to his injury there were a few games that he played and he wasn't really um, at the top of his game and he made a few mistakes so again it's one of these where yes we need him back yes we'd like him back you, you can't um, discount the, quali- the fact that he's a quality player but also we should be mindful of the fact that it doesn't necessarily follow that him coming back in the, in the team is, just, is necessarily going to solve all our problems um, and we still have got lots of good players available at the mo- at the moment. You know, we've, we've got Rose now back, who, who's been absent. It's really mm. well, only ones who aren't available are, are Wanyama and um, and Toby. So we've still got lots of good good players on the pitch, and we really should still be doing better with the ones that we've we've got. As much as losing Wanyama and uh, much of a, a blow losing Wanyama and, and and Toby would be the team. But yeah. Sooner he returns, the better. Oh, just on the contract thing. So, um, he's obviously trying to negotiate the best deal for himself, and, and, I, and I get that. And how that pans out, who knows? But um, as fans, we, we get quite restless about that, and we're, and we're like, come on, just we sign the contract or Levy, give him more money. Um, I should point out that his contract doesn't. He signed for us in 2015. It's only been two, he's only been with the club. club, club um, for two years, his contract runs out in the summer of 2020. Um, we've got Jan and Dembele, whose contract runs out in 2019. Lamella too, and Son. And we were in a similar situation mm. a couple of years ago with with Jan. Um, we, we, there was talk of you know would he sign a contract? So um, not about to panic just yet. I think 
He's in. He's do, from his perspective. Forget about us as fans. From his perspective, as a player, as a professional player, he's looking at all the options. And I'm sure, or I'd like to think that he wants to stay at Spurs. But he, he's he's got to look at the bigger picture. He's got to look at where we are as a club. Come the latter part of this season, going into next season, into the new stadium, will will we have qualified for the Champions League, for instance? And obviously, there's the the monetary side of it. Will will we might not. He might not get what he wants, but will we provide him something? Will we meet him halfway, for example? Um, will we show that level of ambition, not just in terms of what we pay him, but in terms of the players that we're going to bring into the club? Um, if he, and, and if he doesn't see that, um, or, or players, top players like him don't see that, then unfortunately they're going to they're going to move on. Um, I don't like the thought that. Everything that Potch has done at Spurs could be derailed by players going because they think they're not being paid enough. And I don't think that's an indication for Levy to start, you know, throwing money at their contracts. I just think maybe they should realise what they do and how much money they get paid for it. Yeah, I think we've got a bigger problem than that, though, which is what happens over at Man City. If they win the league... And players look at the right back that we sold to them, and he's just gone there, and he's instantly won a trophy. That's going to be a bigger, bigger problem for us in trying to keep some of our star players. Oh, it just meant that he jumped ship at the right time, then. Yeah, unfortunately. Um, anyway, let, let's let's see how things pan out. There's still a lot, lot. Of this, you know, things can things can change. Um, we've got a question about trophies and 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 whatnot later down the running order, and. Um, you know, things things can change later in this season. It, it might be depressing at the moment that we've we sort of slumped to well seventh. Now we've gone up to sixth in the league, but um, there's still a lot of football to be played. And, and whilst we might not be in contention for the league anymore, we're still the FA Cup and, and Champions League. And, and uh, we we're can... not absolutely we're not rock bottom. We're not looking at relegation. So it, from that point of view, I'm completely fine with it. It's not the worst thing that can ever happen. Champions League side is really good. Okay, the league's not perfect. But for years, everybody said Spurs are punching above their weight. Mm. And we have done consistently. And we all know that, I think, as fans. Realistically, if you look at the wages and the money that we've spent, it's nothing like that of City, United, the Arse, Chelsea, Liverpool. Nothing like that at all. So maybe just at the moment, for now, we're about the level that we expect to be. Because I think, actually, probably Everton have spent more than we have. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we're probably about, realistically, apart from our expectations in the fact we've had two fantastic seasons, we're probably about right now where we should be. Not to say that God, I hope that we don't that we stay there because that's just been that would be dull. And I think we will get better. And this is just a dip. But yeah, it's it's still you know it's okay. We're still top of that Champions League group. Mm. I think qualif- qualification. Yeah, we, it's a, it, it is a fair reflection of where we are, and and those last two seasons maybe we expectations have, have risen. But I think if you take one extreme, for example, and let's say we don't win any trophies come the end of the season, and we fail to finish in the, in, 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 the, in the top four, and take that as one extreme, um, that scenario would would make us very hard push to keep some of our star players. Um, so it, it, 
depends on how that how the rest of the season you know that that Toby deal or Toby contract or whoever else the the, the next one that, that that that's up or let's say if it's keeping Danny Rose or or, or the next the next Carl Walker the next person who who's starting to look at with grass being green on the other other side much will depend on on what we do on the pitch uh, yeah money money does talk but um not everything. No. Um, okay. Question on Twitter from Shane Sanders. Um, his Twitter handle is at Shaney Sanders. It's been rough and hard to to not rant about all the problems recently, but how about one being the lack of one touch forward passes? They're always up for the one touch behind. Lamella made the missing one touch on Tuesday. It gave Kane open space and goal. Not really a question. A comment, I guess. Yeah, he's right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. can't fault his logic um, maybe we are missing that and I surprisingly there's a, a another Spurs fan at work who said he doesn't see what he he doesn't see all the fuss about Harry Winks and his comment being that he's not quick enough and I was really surprised mm-hmm. it was really interesting to hear but from a, a differing point of view when I think most fans will be raving about Harry Winks to hear that very opposite he can be slower with the ball he does sometimes hold on and sometimes he doesn't sometimes it's that it is that very quick but Simon's theory was that it's a lot more backwards or sideways and a bit more time than it is with that one touch that we've done so well Mm. yeah I think I think with Winks I think it's again I think a lot of that will come down to experience the amount of game times he gets you know eventually it will become Second aided him to pass that ball forward in in a quicker in a quicker way, but I think also you have to to look at the scenarios and his position on the pitch. And sometimes it, he has to take that extra touch in order to maybe free up Sissoko, or if there's not enough space between him and Eriksson and, and and Ali, he has to almost take that extra couple of touches to to play it into them and then allow Eriksson and Ali to to try and find that final ball forward. I think maybe that's that's where. Maybe where he's sort of his strength lies further 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 on in his career but I think you know for the age of of Harry and his experience you know coming I think is this his first I mean he had we had glimpses of him in the last few seasons but I think this is this is the first sort of season he's been trusted to sort of come in and start games you know week in week out I think that'll that'll come the 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 passing ability the quickness of passing the fluidity of passing will come he can only get better with the amount of games that he plays I think yeah I think it's not just him I think there is I think the question was about across the pitch Mm. um and I do think in some cases it has been not showboating per se but a little bit of what can I show people Mm. I think that's true of Delhi, certainly. I, I think yeah. when he when he try not to say Delhi, but yeah, <laughs> when, when when he felt opportunities to lay it off, he hasn't always taken it. I think with regards to the rest of the team, yeah, that's probably true as well. Except I don't I don't think it's showboating. I think it's probably more to do with confidence. I think when when the team's confident, they'll be they're they're able to play that one touch stuff, that free, 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 um, fast flowing football. They don't think about things often um it just they just do it instinctively um and at the moment i think some of it is confidence um 
the, the Winks thing, I think Dembele's a bit guilty of that as well. But again, I think that's, yeah, very. I think that's to do with where they play in the middle of the park. That uh, So you mentioned this, uh, slightly deeper roles. So often they're picking up the ball with a back face to, to goal from, from defenders and turning and then laying it off. Or, or just keeping it and keeping possession at that point. So um, I'd be more, I'm more, more worried in the final third when the likes of Delhi, for example, hesitate and don't pass straight away. Or the likes of Sun, as good as he is, sometimes he's, he's, he cuts in. He's going to go for the shot, and then he doesn't, and then the opportunity goes, and he's sort of thinking, well, either go for the shot or do the simple thing. And and again, I think it's just just confidence. Um, John Steggles a dip in form should not be mistaken for a full blown out for a full blown crisis at the club do the panel have any words for people who are leading with potch out calls believe it or not there are lots of people if you look on social media that are doing exactly that I saw somebody in a group um, demanding that Joe Lewis leaves for fuck's sake People, right, this is like a couple of games. It's a handful of games. It's not the end of the known universe. So suck it up, princesses, and um, wait. Just wait. And I don't know. It's like we said earlier. It's expectations, isn't it? Mm. My expectation is it is a dip, and it will be fine. And, you know, come April, if we're still shit, and or still playing badly, and we are seventh, if we're playing badly and we're seventh, then it's still not the end of the world. Hmm depending on what else you've achieved with your season. Um, really? Some people are just a bit serious? Levy out? Potch out? Nah, not so much. I think, I think what, we, what we've been able to cling to for the last couple of seasons, particularly under, under Potch's tenure, is that, that sense of togetherness. You know, everyone singing from the same hymn sheet. Everyone behind the manager. Everyone behind the team. And I think that's what pushed us to... I don't want to say overachieve, but I suppose I suppose it is a sense of overachievement in in the last couple of seasons and the way that we've we've performed um, under Poch. And I just think, why would you want to cut your own nose off to spite to spite your face? You know, we've had the best period, that the best tenure of of a manager that I can remember remember in a long time. You know, it's it's all about Poch. Poch Poch's thing is his philosophy and, and the, the players seem to buy into it certainly he is obviously very committed to the cause he, he said that multiple times and that the press have sort of tried to link him with moves to Barcelona or Real Madrid or wh- wherever they want to they want to send him to next and he's always maintained that his focus is very much on building a, 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 a legacy at, at Tottenham and Levy obviously backs him you know he he's he's one of the few managers we've actually seen Nevi come out and 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 have a a real vote of confidence in you know the way the way that Mauricio is and I just I just don't see what calling for Poch does uh, aside from give fuel to the fire for for rival fans to go look see the grass isn't always you know so green here at at Tottenham and I, I just don't understand why we would do that I don't want to be harping back to the AVB era, going on to Sherwood. Who wants that? Nobody. No. The um. That again. When we, uh, when we got rid of AVB, and uh, at the time I was quite annoyed that not because 
I was particularly a fan of the style of football that AVB played, but I thought, right... Oh, there was a style, was there? I well, thought it was just, you know, people kicking it, because that was some... That we it, played it, some it, dire it football. It was dull. It was pretty dull, but... I think it was the massive losses that really got me. Yeah. 5-0, 6-0 but... to City. I mean, that really... That <laughs> Liverpool, really oh... God. That really hurt. I don't want to go back there. The, I the, really the, don't. The thing that no, no, I, I get all of that. The, the, the thing that threw me at the time was we had um, about four years of Redknapp, and then suddenly that that um, project experiment, whatever you want to call it, that was over. And then AVB was com- complete contrast to, to Redknapp, and yeah, I didn't particularly enjoy the style of fo- football. It was quite depressing. Um, but we got rid of him, and IK was probably justified given given some of those results towards the end, the, the City and Liverpool. But it was like, okay, here we go again, another manager, and then Sherwood came in, and then we were like thinking, well, who's going to come in in the summer? I don't, I, I don't want that sense of upheaval. Firstly, not the, the, the concept of getting rid of the concept of even talking about it is ridiculous. People even mentioning it is, is ridiculous. But secondly, if you if if you're just debating that, all I would say is right. Well, apart from the fact it's ridiculous. Second, to the people who who talk about it, who would you bring in? Because if you bring in somebody else, um, who I mean, Diego Simeone, for instance. Now let's say he's a let's say he's a top coach. Would he leave, for example, Atletico Madrid? Do you bring in the guy from um, Silver from from Watford? Um, I don't trust him. I don't. I actually don't trust him because I think he's the sort of person that would be here for five minutes and then I don't know if United came calling, he'd, he'd leave. I, I don't. I think oh, there's something sneaky about him. Um, so there, there, there's all of that, and then plus with any manager you, you bring in, it, it's another period of change, a period of transition. Yeah, if we were doing really, really badly, um, and we had a manager from hell, fair enough. But yeah. we've got a fantastic manager. We're blessed, and there's almost a sense of we. We ridicule Arsenal fans, rightly so, for yeah. all that Wenger out stuff. How are some of our fans any different? I know it's early days, but for them to suddenly, for a small, even if it's a small minority, for them to be calling for Pochettino's head or to be calling for Lewis's head or, uh, or sorry, uh, well, Lewis, uh, Joe Lewis or, 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 or Levy or Enoch or whatever... It's bonkers. It's absolutely bonkers. It, it yeah, because people are stupid. It's yeah. just stupid. Look at what happened. What's happened at Everton? They've slid so far down. They've now got fat Sam to try and keep them in the Premiership this year. Mm. For fuck's sake! I don't know a single Everton fan, and I've, I know a handful who are happy with the way things have gone. And I'd rather we weren't in that cycle of oh well, they're not doing very well, so we'll just sack them because that does it. Like you say, it doesn't achieve anything. It doesn't help your continuity. It doesn't help your players feel settled. You're less likely to keep any good players that you have, and you've got no long-term plan. And I think that's what Levy and Poch have at the moment is they do have a long-term plan. Yeah, but it's not going perfectly right this very moment. But on balance, if you look at the time that they've been working together, you know we've done all right. So is it all suddenly going to go to rat shit now? Unlikely. It took Alex Ferguson four years to win his first trophy at United. Pochettino's only been with us for three years. Um, people just need a bit of a reality check. And yeah, <laughs> actually, I'm not. I'm not even. I think I've said my bit. I, 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 you can't. You can't debate with people that are even <laughs> stupid people. Yeah, exactly. Um, Rich, Richard Healy. <laughs> 
there's no rationale, so you can't. You... Yeah, no, I'm with you. Yeah, yeah. Richard Healy, if Pochettino thinks the league is out of reach, should we prioritise the Champions League and FA Cup? Do you think we're in danger of losing players in the summer if we go backward in the league position and finish the season trophyless? I mean, that's that's like, it's like we were saying. Oh, that that's always that's always a risk. But, but every every transfer window that rolls around, no matter what you've done in the season, you're at risk of losing. Your best player. If a if a superpower wants to come in and throw a load of money on the table, you're all you're always at risk of losing your best players during any transfer window. But I think it's like you said, we want to see that progression. And you know, the last couple of seasons, we've we've seen that we've 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 been within touching distance of of the league. And okay, so we haven't quite got our toe over the line, but. We're still. It's like it's like Becca was saying. You know, we're we're still very much in the Champions League. We're, we're we've been competing in in the Champions League. We've not just been showing up and getting, you know, uh, scraping one nil wins to and and and, and have topped the the group by chance. We we've played well in the Champions League, and we're and we're people are going to be would be fearing us, you know, to come out of the hat in the in the next round of draws to to play in the league, and we're still in the the FA Cup at the moment. So to say we you know, to finish the season trophyless, we haven't we haven't got there yet. We don't know what's going to happen. We you know, there's there's much chance of us winning the FA Cup as it is not winning it. We're 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 still in it. But to say that that could have a bearing on the long term futures futures of the players, maybe, maybe not. I think Poch's future the people that are calling for, for Poch out, I think that would have more of a bearing on the players looking at their future with the club. Didn't Lloris come out and say that, you know, the reason that he, he stuck around, you know, he, he did think about leaving Tottenham during the, the period of transition between Sherwood and Pochettino, but it was because of Pochettino that he decided to, to sort of stick around and, and, and buy into the project. I think that I think that is where we're more likely to see departures happen if you know touch with i hope it doesn't but if 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 we do see the end of potch's tenure then i think we have more chance of of of, of losing potential players but nobody can predict what's going to happen this season it's not the best period at the moment but we're still in two very two very good trophies that, that we are more than capable of winning i think that that's a good before i come to you back that's a really good point and i've said it before if if Poch goes, I think that's that's when it's all going to start to un- unravel. If the likes of Kyle Walker, fuck him, um, Rose, um, fuck him as well, Toby, whoever else, if they want to leave, and that's going to happen, that will happen. We we've sold players in the past, um, Bale, Modric, in in recent years. We haven't sold too many since then. Walker was was probably the first one since Bale that that's. Um, but a big player that we've that we've had to sell or we've not been able to keep, um, yeah. and and that's not because of the money that City were were offering us. We didn't have to sell him. We didn't, but you know, it wasn't a financial pressure. But it, it was plain to see he didn't want to play. He, um, his head got turned, whatever it may be, and and we 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 moved him on. And and it, and Pochettino will replace those players, and he will rebuild if he has to. Um, and I've got every faith in him. But if he goes, yeah, the whole thing's going to unravel. Yeah, because it is a house of cards, and he is the foundation stone. And if he goes, then 
quite frankly, I'm not looking forward to the subsequent two or three years until we find somebody that works with us that settles down, mm. you know, that gets a team that he wants to play. Um, but if we finish the season trophyless, then that is down to those very same players. So really, they've only got themselves to blame. The onus is I don't know. Sorry, I, d- I don't know what the, what Potch and Levy sat down and said at the beginning of the season. I'm sure they would have had a strategic plan that said, this is what we're aiming for. Yeah. Sorry, Sally. No, sorry, I was just going to say, I agree with you completely. I think the onus is definitely on the players. And, and, and at the end of the day, if we do finish the season trophy list, then they have to look at themselves and look at the performances that they, that they put in. Yeah. At, at these at these games that we're that we're talking about now, and they well you know they weren't good enough, and the only person I can look to 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 blame for that is myself, really. Yeah, that's where we are. One thing that at the beginning of the season, when we were doing slightly better in the league, and when 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 the league title was a possibility, um, in fact, around about the time we we went out to. West Ham and the Cup, a lot of fans were saying, we've got to win a trophy, we've got to, you know, we, what we need to do is win a trophy. Well, we've now got an opportunity with the league pretty much, we're not going to catch Man City, that's that, that, that's, that's over. Um, the best we can hope for is finish somewhere in the top four. And even third place, there's starting to be a little bit of a gap, seven points between ourselves and Chelsea. Um, we have got an opportunity to win a trophy, the, the FA Cup, in a way... As crazy as it sounds, we haven't got the distraction of of, of a league title challenge. Um, we've still got to prioritise and 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 finish in the top four. That's that's important. But we've we've got two cups, and history will tell us. I hate to say it, but Arsenal last season, for example, they're doing pretty poorly. They don't. Um, they miss out on the Champions League, albeit they missed out on the last day. So it it wasn't as if they were completely out of it. They still won an FA Cup. They've still got a trophy to show for it. Chelsea, a few years ago, um, they sacked AVB at the beginning of the season. They brought in Roberto Di Matteo. They still won, went on and won a Champions League. Um, Liverpool, a few seasons ago, um, when Benitez was in charge, I think, in his first season, they won the Champions League. Neither of those teams were fancy to win that competition. They weren't, by any stretch of the imagination, the strongest team on paper in, in the Champions League, yet they still went on and um, did it. So we've got an opportunity. There's no reason why we can't go and win the Champions League or um, or win an FA Cup. That would be good because it would then put to bed all the stuff about Spurs winning trophies. Can we win trophies? Fans would be happy. We'd win a cup. We'd start to have that winning mentality and and would it would go some way in keeping um, some of the top players at the club. So. Um, should we prioritise those two competitions? That they're there, they're they're there for the taking. So there's no reason why why we can't have a go. Um, okay, we've got about four questions. Um, JJ Faustino. Before I ask a question, I just want to say Mauricio Pochettino is the best Spurs manager I've seen in my lifetime, and I've been supporting Spurs for about twenty years. I'd love him to stay f- at Spurs for another twenty years. So how good is Poch now, and how much better can he be? Has he reached his climax? That's that's a hard <laughs> to, to answer. Nobody nobody knows. Nobody nobody you can't knows. Quantify it, can if, we, you? if we knew the answer to those questions, we'd be go, we'd be sitting on here going, "Don't worry about it. 
We know what's going to happen in 20 years. I'd buy lottery tickets if I knew that. Yeah, <laughs> it's 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 a hard question to answer. I think I think again, it's that it's that trophy. I I bloody hate it, really. You know, I I really hate that the trophy talk, but it's that thing of will Potch be remembered as a great manager and a great guy who who's you know who we all in the most part you know really loved as a manager but oh you know he didn't win anything so therefore you can't call him you know a glory manager he's you know he, he's not going to be up there with the greats like the the bill nicks who who brought silverware to the club nobody nobody knows where where we're going to end up this time next season let alone in let alone in another 20 years i too hope that potch sticks with us and builds a legacy like Ferguson did with United. I, we've always wanted that. It's that stability of having that 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 the man behind us that goes. You know, I'm going to do something brilliant here, and I'm I'm, I'm not going to leave this club, you know, off my own back until I have delivered what the fans want me to achieve. Whether whether Levy is quite so on that on that page. I, I don't know. He seems to be, from the way he talks about Pochettino and the relationship that they seem to have together, you, you're always hopeful of that fact, but it, it's hard. I, I don't... He, 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 he hasn't reached his climax yet because we don't know how this season is going to finish. He could end up winning us the Champions League, but we don't know that right now. But he's in the Champions League to win it. He's in the Ever Cup to win it. It's 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 difficult. It's it's a hard question to answer. He has all the potential there to be one of the greatest Tottenham managers mm-hmm. of all time. He really does, in my opinion. But uh, it's it's I'm I'm trying I'm trying to clutch at straws to try and answer the question. But it's nobody knows. Nobody knows. But I guess there's a an age and experience element to this because if Poch is actually is quite young. Mm. For a manager, he's 45, 46 next year. So he is quite young. He does have the benefit of having played behind him, which is something that AVB didn't have. So is it a question of he just needs to work out what he wants as a manager and experience will bring that to him? And then you'll see, but there's absolutely no way right now you can predict 20 years there's just no way it's you can't predict it for anything far less football too many variables yeah um i mean he's how good is he well let's let's look at the history of tottenham hotspur there have been two managers only two have won the league title um arthur Rowe and the famous push and run side of 50 51 and then obviously the, the, the legendary bill nicholson after that um You'd probably say Keith Birkenshaw, early early eighties, yep. and, and the trophies that he he won. Um, I'd say Pochettino is probably on a par with Birkenshaw, other than the fact that he hasn't got the trophies. Um, what he's done when he took over the club, we were we weren't in great shape um, when Sherwood was, was was managing us and and AVB just before that um, that twenty thirteen fourteen season, um, taking us what. Fifth in the league, first season, and, and to a final, Capital One Cup final, and then finishing third in the league, and then second, our, our highest position last season in the league in since 1963. That 
that wasn't a flash in the pan. The season before that, we, we finished high up in the league as well, challenging for, 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 for the title. So um, he's he, yeah he he is up there. Um, he's not at the Bill Nick level, or he's not at the Arthur O level, but he's debatable. Few managers are, yeah, I would suggest. Yeah, exactly. But he, he he's probably at the Keith Birkenshaw level. Whether whether you'd say he's better or, or the same level is open to, de- to debate because he hasn't won any trophies yet but he, he he's up there in terms of league consistency in the league that's the one thing a Spurs team hasn't ever done in my lifetime and that's you know finish high, that high up in the league and, and to do it on a consistent basis um, uh, has he climaxed I think that much will depend on 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 you know how much. The next question is a question from John Steggles about will the manager be back at Christmas? I think much will depend on you know whether he gets the backing, particularly when we, when we go into the new stadium to to bring players to strengthen the squad. Um, and I think there's every reason why there's no reason why he, he can't he can't do that. Um, um, I understand why. JJ Pasino has asked the question. It's a perfectly legitimate question. I know he he um, he does start his question by saying that he's a big fan of Pochettino. So I don't I don't want to call him out for asking a perfectly legitimate question. But there's there's too many questions about Pochettino and with slightly negative connotations on this running order, which I don't like at the moment. And that's they're, they're all most of which are, are, are legitimate questions because. It's topical, and a lot of that stems from what people with negative agendas have, have raised on on social media. So a lot of these questions are on the back of that. Um, but it, yeah, it does make me un- uneasy that we have fans that that are even thinking along those lines. Um, and again, that's not that's not calling calling out the questioner. Um, but it's it's more the current state of affairs. Yeah, current state of affairs, and some of them more moronic fans. Um, Will the manager be back at Christmas, John Steggles? Um, yeah. Any reason for him not to be backed? I think, really? Well, I think the January window is always set up before. It's always difficult to do business in that window. So, he'll, yeah, he'll probably be backed. But find me a player that's not um, cup-tied. Not cup-tied and is willing to move and that would value add value to our team. Honestly, the only one I could see coming in in January is potentially Ross Barkley. Yeah. That's the only legitimate, at the moment, the only legitimate transfer I could see potentially happening. Um, I, I, I mean, it, I think it'd be good if we, if, if somebody came along in January, but then it's like you say, who, who do you bring in, in January that would be good enough to, to force their way into, into, a, into a side like this? You know, it will be very much just blooding the areas that are slightly thin at the moment with squad players. Because, I, 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 no disrespect to, to Ross Barkley, at the moment, that's all he would be. Yeah, he's not going to walk straight into the first team, is he? He, he wouldn't. He wouldn't. Uh, even even with Ericsson and, and Ali seemingly off form, you know, you wouldn't, have, you wouldn't throw Ross Barkley. He's just been out injured as well so you've got that same situation of a of a pressure with a with somebody like like him coming into a side like Tottenham having had a long-term injury and they go okay we need you to deliver now off you go it's not to me that's not feasible way to to think 
you know he may come into the t- the, sit- the side he may go to to Chelsea there's that there's that rumor that he was he was he, he walked out of the the medical or something that was that that story in the in the last transfer window about him so it's not a guarantee that he'd come to us anyway but if he did he's he's not necessarily the first name on the the team sheet put it that way most of the clubs that that do business in the window are the ones that are fighting relegation um mm. they'll 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 pick up players but um yeah, yeah. Even if you get somebody in, in that window, they will. It will take them a while to adjust to Pochettino's methods and 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 the way we play. Um, I don't think we've got anybody in recent years in, in the January transfer window. I think the last player that we got, I could be wrong, this is off the top of my head. I think it was Dali Ali, who 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 we signed and then immediately loaned back to Milton Keynes for the remainder yeah. of that season. Uh, oh, another Pochettino question. Uh, Kemp Goodrich again. As silly as, it's, as this sounds, people are saying um, Pochettino's book is a reason for the downturn in form. Is there anything to that? No. I'm going to say it's down to Danny Rose because he came back to the team around the same time. So blame him. Blame any other random factor you choose because, quite frankly, why, why, why would it be because of the book? And I've seen that from a couple of sources, in all fairness. So I know it's not just Kent making stuff up. Yeah. But that it's like, really? How much clutching at straws do people want to do? Mm. It's, 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 it's hard to... I mean, obviously, the, the, there, was a, there was that big debate when the book came out about the timing of the book and how honest it should be about what went on behind the scenes i mean i i personally haven't haven't read yet i uh i don't know if it would be something that um i will read probably long term but to 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 pin the blame on a downturn in form on something like pochettino's book i think it's like it's like becca said it's just it's silly it's silly so we didn't show up for this game you know the the players (laughs) were out of form because because there we was a chapter about there was, there was a particularly nasty chapter that I that I read and my name was brought up in it so therefore I'm not going to yeah. show up today. It, it, it doesn't it doesn't really excellent yeah it's not just <laughs> it's not just silly it's convenient and lazy for people to to make that argument and um no we, we, and I'd like to know actually I would dearly love it if a journo would ask that question of a player. Because I'm guessing the player would be like, "What? No, no. What? Yeah. Why would you imagine that? I, that would amuse me greatly." So oh we beat we beat what <laughs> Madrid and Dortmund in that in that time, and that was because of Poch's book. Because yep. Poch said something positive about the Champions League, yeah. so maybe he dissed the league, and that's why the lads feel like they don't have to put all their effort in. For fuck's sake! He, he was asked. Anyway. <laughs> I don't know either of you saw it, but on his in his press conference before the Watford match, he was asked about that by by yeah. a journalist. It was put to him, and he just answered and he said something like, "Look, firstly, it's not my book. It's been, you know, written by by somebody else. Secondly, um, you know, I'd encourage you to buy the book, something along those lines, because all all the money is going to go to, to to charity, particularly at this time in the run up to Christmas." And I just thought that's just class. That's just it that, is absolutely class. Yeah. yeah, his quote was, um, "Thanks for for." bringing this up because each time you talk about it people buy the it encourages people to buy the book and all the money goes to charity so he was like almost a yeah you're keeping this in the public eye this is a really good thing and like you say because because it's a charity thing then obviously people just before christmas are going to do well and he almost shrugged it off it's just it's quite just dismissive pochettino. of it it's pochettino all over yeah. just not giving in the media anything that they 
that they can potentially spin into something else. Do you, do you know what I mean? Yeah. That that the way yeah. he is, it, it, that's just him all over. It's uh, I've read it and it's a very good book. So Zoe, I would I would recommend um, recommend reading. It's on it. my Christmas list. I, I was going to say I, I, I have a feeling that it may be it may be uh, under the tree right now. It, but <laughs> it's. I'll, I mean, it, 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 it just gives a great insight into everything going on at the club over the last um, over, 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 over the last season, last season, um, and gives a great insight between the relationship between him, the players, Levy, the board. Um, so yeah, it, it's a good book. Um, and look, the book was sanctioned by the club. The club, Levy, agreed to it. Um, I think there's there's extracts in there, or, or there's a there's a contribution from him in the book. Um, the club didn't have any issues with it. Um, it was published by, um, also written by the journalist Gellan Balagay, so um, he's to blame, as far as I'm concerned. Um, right, final question. So we had the, we had the World Cup draw um, on Friday, and I know Bex, you're a big 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 fan of international football. Um, yeah. Yeah. No. Shoot me now. So, I continue here in Panama. Seriously? And I'm not even sure that the Belgium game is going to be up to much because on paper, Belgium looked like a fantastic squad. And then when they play together, it doesn't always work that way. They're just they're just England of, of, the, of the, 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 the naughty, <laughs> the, the, the golden ge- generation. Um, Zoe, you're, 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 correct me if I'm wrong, you're a little bit more passionate about following England than either myself or Bex. Uh, I mean, uh, I mean, the, the the honest answer is, I I used to be, I used to be, you know, quite big into England. I think, I think like most of most of the football fans, I think they sort of England wear you down. They can't not, you know. There's all that promise before you go out to a to a tournament, and then the only thing that you got out there was Rooney getting sunburnt, or you know what I mean. You know, it it was. It, it's almost that that lead up, and then the, the disappointment that you know we, we know we're gonna we're gonna do well out here, and everything's looking great, and then you get out there, and it's just that massive anti climax. I'll support England, uh, you know. I think I'll, I'll particularly with the fact that now a lot of the a lot of the England squad are are Tottenham boys. You know, you can't not feel more drawn to England than maybe a couple of years ago. Because of the amount of Tottenham contingent that's there. Yeah, I remember the good old days when um, you'd go into a tournament and we'd go out on penalties, and there'd be talk of metatarsal injuries. And now it's just so so. And then there was a pizza hut, but yeah, no, it's gash. I really, it it pains me to watch. It's very, it yeah, well, in fact, I can't even tell you what it's like because I can't remember the last time I actually sat <laughs> and, what and the... watched an England game. It it's a long time ago what are the red socks about since when do we play in, i mean if away kit fine but the home kit should be white white top blue shorts white socks not red socks um anyway i digress question gary's question gary salmonfield in 2002 when south korea beat italy in the quarter fi- finals the game the game's winning goal was scored by an jong who at the time um Sorry, Anjong, who at the time was playing for a club in Italy. The club kicks him out as he was no longer welcome in Italy. Should one of our players on the Belgium squad knock England out of the competition, what kind of reception would he receive at the new stadium? I would be really disappointed if anybody paid any attention to that. 
you, really you, disappointed. You just, you, you just, you can't see it. At the end of the day, I mean, you look at the, 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 the when the draw happened, wasn't there that Instagram video that, that was, that was out there with Vertonghen and, and Dyer sitting together in, in, I think it must have been Jan's house, watching the draw together. Mm-hmm. You, you just, I, I can't see, I can't see like something like that deterring any sort of personal relations within the club. They all seem like they're, like they're really good mates. And, to have something like I, just, I, I can't personally I can't see it at all. But would it be fans rather than players? Possibly, I to, think. I think possibly. To be really critical and, and unpick this question, if that were to happen, bearing in mind we're in a group with Belgium, Panama, and uh, Tunisia, um, if Belgium were to kick us out, <laughs> we we would have to finish third or fourth in the in, in in the group behind Belgium and either one of Tunisia or Pan- Panama. And frankly, if that happened. Um, don't I, give it up anyway. Yeah, we we don't deserve we don't we don't we don't deserve to, to, to qualify <laughs> for, 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 for the next round. I'm I'm being a bit bit, bit critical, but um, to take his question on fa- head on, um, let's just say that um, I mean, could we play them at the knockout stage later on? I think in the final possibly. I think that's the that's the only scenario. So we could we could both qualify from our respective groups, um, as either winner or second uh, runner up, and then I think we would then. The next time we would play them would would be in a final. Um, let's just say, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you not think England should concentrate on perhaps getting out of the group to start with, yeah. without looking as far ahead as possible finalists? Yeah, I mean, maybe that's the problem. Maybe that's the problem that they that they do jump too far ahead yeah. of themselves, and that's what's cost us in, in tournaments like against Iceland because you just think they're almost it's almost a disregard for a team like Iceland. You know, they're there on their own merit. They're there because they qualified just as England did. But didn't Southgate say say that when one of the journos said, you know, are you looking forward to going to the finals? And he said, we've got to get out of the group first. Yeah, yeah. So it's nice that he has that realism. Again, maybe it's because he's a former player and he's been there and, you know, been that man that missed a penalty um, and taken the flak and felt bad for it. So mm. maybe he does kind of get it in a way that not all of our managers have. Hodgson. I, I don't know if it's if, if as Tottenham fans we're more forgiving or we simply don't care or whether it's just that we 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 value club football over international football. But I'm pretty sure that you know we, we've we've no doubt got a lot of Spurs fans who who are, um, are Irish or have Irish ancestry, um, and I think. I'm sure that a lot of them have forgiven Ericsson, for example, for, for scoring a hat trick and and yeah. and knocking um, Ireland out of not out of the World Cup, but out, out of qualifying for, for, for the World Cup. And I'm, I'm sure if it came to it, I, I think that we love we love all our Belgian players, you know, Jan and Toby and and, and Musa, and um, I can't really see that. See that, Bex. You'll remember this. I want to be very careful what I say here. Um, but, yeah. But years and years ago, um, <laughs> when Ardilis and Ricky Veer were playing, I'm not that fucking old. No, I am. Yeah, go on. Well, well uh, Zoe's not going to remember, and I'm certainly not going to not going to remember. Um, you're, you're a bit older than me, so I, I, I possibly you, you yeah, might okay. remember um, when the Falklands War happened. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I'm going by anecdotal evidence, but um, I think um, certainly amongst Spurs fans, I think um, Ozzy and Ricky got a good good reception. I, d- I don't think there was any sort of anti um, 
what's the worst? I honestly don't remember. I'm I am I remember when it happened. Yeah. Living in a naval town, of course, I uh, the focus here was slightly different, yeah. and the football wouldn't necessarily have been a part of it. Because Ozzy a... went to Paris, didn't he? He did. Um, I think Ricky stayed, but, but with, with the team, but but didn't play. But I, I think they were still held in high esteem by our fans, and obviously Ozzy came back. Um, th- there's a documentary which I saw a few years ago um, about. Aussie and his time and Ricky and his time in England and and the Falklands War and and all of that. It was called something like something blue and white. Um, that's not very helpful. Um, I'll dig it out later. But I, but from what I remember watching that do- do- documentary, Spurs fans were were behind, irrespective of what, what was going on in a conflict in a you know real life war uh, scenario. Um, they they were still held in high esteem, and I think. For something like a game of international football, um, generally we don't. You know, we're not, we're not West Ham fans. We don't, we don't carry we don't, that we, grudge we don't, through. Yeah, we don't burn effigies of David Beckham. We're not. We're not fucking West Ham fans. We've got some some class. Um, we, we might throw um, uh, urine at West Ham fans and, and, and various other disgusting things, but um, we've got some level of class. Um, we don't burn effigies to players, so I'm sure that um, I'm sure if if a Belgian player scored against England and, and that resulted in England being knocked out of the World Cup, uh, I'm sure then it wouldn't they... be Spurs fans that resented no, it. It would no. be fans of opposing teams. Yeah, yeah, and I'm sure that because I'm... you do protect your own. I'm yeah. sure that Jan and Musa and Toby with his new contract and haircut will get a a good reception in the new stadium. Yeah, absolutely. Right, um, the next podcast will be recorded a week today, um, next Sunday, after the whoever the hell we're playing next, Stoke game. Stoke. Um, Bex, thank you very much. Thank you. Zoe, thanks once again. Thank you. Thanks, Jeff. And until then, the future's bright, the future's clearly white. Good night. Come on, Tottenham, stick it in the goal. Come on, Tottenham, the pace so bloody slow. You are the first team, the last team my dreams have ever seen. Put on that lily white and run on to that green. White Hart Lane has seen its pain, it's had its load of nights. We fought our team through thick and thin and all those boring nights. And when the game is done, we'll sing a song and talk it out all night. Hey! Come on, Tottenham, stick it in the goal. Come on, Tottenham, don't be so bloody slow. You are the first team, the last team my dreams have ever seen. Pull on that lily white and run on to that green. Oh, we've seen them come, we've seen them go, the names up on our shirt. Gods have failed as men are hailed and faces in the dirt. Now gather round and sing it out and we'll talk out over her.